This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 177, Prophecy of Kang's Overview. <laughs> Tech Overview. Whoops. <laughs> Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Sorry, I laughed at my own <laughs> joke. Prophecy of Kangs. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm calling it that from now on. That's a running joke. Prophecy of Kangs. Hi, this is my this is my Twilight and Perry box, and I got I got Prophecy of Kangs in here. <laughs> ah, man, I picked up that Prophecy of Kangs. I love my Kangs. Raising it's Kangs. Once- we're now one step away from Prophecy of Kongs. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country returns. Right. <laughs> uh, we should get some business out of the way off the top. Uh, because yeah. you it, said that like somebody's in trouble. Who's in trouble? I think I'm What's in going tr- on? It's probably me that's in trouble. Yeah, you are the, in trouble. Uh, the Twilight Imperium Patreon tournament is upon us. Gun, 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 gun. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we haven't yeah. probably like been giving special mention to it on the show enough because we've said it. We've definitely said it before, and I've definitely said it on the Discord, and I've said it elsewhere. But I recognize that maybe we should have been like saying it every single week. No. Regardless. No. I disagree. The point I is, disagree. if you're listening to this episode, uh, the window of opportunity to join our Patreon and be able to sign up for the tournament has closed. It yeah. was December now- and January patrons uh get to join the tournament let me soothe very quickly let's say you are somebody and you're like no i missed the window you guys should have pushed it more well bad news we have a lot of (laughs) patrons now and we are getting scared yes because there are only 216 spots yeah and we have 638 patrons right now and remember we changed the like literally all of those people are going to get a shot yeah so i would say if you're bummed that you missed it there you it's going to be tough to get in anyways and that's just a that's a reality um that i hope does not bite blow up in our face yeah (laughs) (laughs) it feels like it's gonna uh but let's talk a little bit logistics of how that's going to go down um we do not have the set date right now we're going to get all of our stuff prepped and everything and then, so probably next week's episode, we will give you the exact date of when signups and are time. going to be released. And date and time. And it will be very yes. important that you do the conversions on that time yourself to get the correct hour for when it will go out. Because I very much believe that this year will sell out or will we'll sign up out uh, close to immediately. Very um, quickly, it will happen. So the way that that will look uh, is... In the form of an email, which means I'm going to be using the email that is tied to your Patreon account, which means you need to go in and make sure that email is correct and is your current most updated email and that you won't get spam (laughs) that I won't that I won't get sent to your spam folder. Uh, So on the date and time that we later dictate is exactly when this thing will go out. We will send an email out that contains a link to a Google form for you to sign up Uh, and that's that's it you click the link you fill out all of the form and then you submit and uh you will 
you will be in it. Now, knowing how fast this is going to happen, anybody after the 216th mark will be placed automatically onto the wait list for the tournament. I will yes. definitely send the 216 participants an email as soon as I can immediately that says you made it in. You are one of the 216. Everybody else will get emails that say you are on the wait list. Uh, and then from there, we will schedule out all the games and wait list gets added in as we have drops in the tournament, which hopefully is not as many as we had last year, but we'll see. Well, um, I mean, or hopefully is. Hopefully I don't know. it is <laughs> if we have 400 <laughs> waitlisters. So anyways, I know this is a weird structure. We're already talking about like how we may have to reevaluate it for next year. This thing has ballooned uh, bigger and bigger each year in a way that we are are struggling to keep up with. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, m methods may change next year. Um, but this year, this is what we had in place and this is how we have to push forward with it. So I wish you all luck. Yeah, the spot. this this is this. I, I just to be straightforward, this is probably the scaredest I've been yeah. with how many patrons we have and how many uh, slots we have now in in one sense. Uh, I'm thrilled, mm -hmm. but I don't think me and Matt anticipated that in announcing the tournament this year, we would have. I mean, we basically had at least a tournament's worth of new people sign up right. to the Patre Patreon. Yeah. So it was like we already were looking at like, oh, okay, this is probably the last time we're going to get away with having a, a 216 right. slots. Right. Like that's like too small. Right. And then you guys responded to our announcement with this excitement that w we love and super appreciate. But now it's definitely <laughs> going to be a problem. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I urge you, you know, if this is important to you if you really want to do this tournament and yeah. i t and i totally get it it's rad <laughs> uh be be hot on the trigger yeah. just just be just be there may, may it is not it, it is not gonna be the kind of thing where you can sleep on it for yeah. even a minute like, i mean if anything gonna, I, next I'll, yeah. I'll be prepping the form here soon next week i'll let you know what all is included on the form like what information you need to have ready so that you can prep your answers and you can do some copy paste copy paste burn through it because the last thing you want to do is get caught up like let me do some time zone math. What time zone am I in? Hang on. I yeah, need to Google it. Point. And then like, which email do you know, like I will give you all the answers to the questions that I need to be able to sign you up. I will give you those next week uh, so that you can very quickly sign up as fast as possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that is our bookkeeping for today. Um, obviously, uh, just root tournament news. Uh, if you're listening to this, we should have finished the prelims, which means this coming weekend is the semifinals to our root Patreon tournament. So please, please come check that out. We will have yeah. times for you at the end of the episode. Uh, so yeah, stay buddy. tuned, but let's get into episode proper. What are we doing this week, Hunter? Uh, so... We actually got really good. Um, we we read some errata last week from Oki Pr Professor. Yeah. Blah. Uh, that <laughs> whoopsie doodle. I'm not doing another take of that. That's that's in there. Um, but that's staying in, uh, as Red Letter Media would say. Uh, so so <laughs> uh, basically, the the errata was along the lines of, "Hey, we're not all like super hip yeah. to all of the new tech of POK, all the new generic tech." And you guys are rapping so fast yeah. that some of us are having trouble uh, keeping up. And that's because, you know, the reason that's happening is we're sort of we're sort of doing everything at once. We're, we're, we're deep diving on the factions. Yeah. And then every month 
there's going to be a component yeah. episode where we just break down new generic stuff, kind of like, you know, if we were a responsible show, the way it would work is POK comes out and then we cover all the new stuff in one big go. Right. But th- we don't work like that. We're too, um, we analyze too. It, ta- it would, that would take we, forever. You can't oh get my us God. to shut up. It would be a 17 hour episode. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. It's impossible. Um, so we're going to do it a little bit at a time. And this month, uh, I thought we would start uh, with tech. Yeah. And it's perfect because Oki Professor honestly sort of requested it. But it was, it was also my plan. But also, thank you, Oki Professor. For sure. Yeah. And I think tech is necessary, too, because tech is where you get the most just like crazy terms thrown out. And we all do stuff with tech. You know, if we want to do like a promissory note episode or, or, or exploration episode, it's like you get the card you get. But Tech is always the like, well, I'm kind of going to base my game plan around what my decisions within tech are going to be. So it'd be very nice to like have a broad look at the whole system uh, to know what's going on. So we've you know, we've talked about base game tech before. So today we're really just talking about the new tech and how to add it to the mix of what you already know and understand about base game tech. Right. Uh, one one specific caveat we should make at this point, we are literally we're just talking about generic tech, though. Yes, we're not going to discuss any faction tech today. It's just the uh, eight new uh, level zero and level one tech that were added. Right, and this is ideally a framework for you to then be able to add. And in lieu of us having a faction episode out, you can at least look at the generic generic tech and decently figure out where your faction tech fits into this ecosystem yes. by just looking yes, at yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So let's jump right into it. Let's start. Uh, we're going to we're gonna kick things off in a high gear with blue tech. Um, spoiler alert, blue is still very, very good. But let's talk yeah. about the techs individually uh, to kind of figure out why that is the case. So first up, our level zero blue tech. Our new one is called Dark Energy Tap. After you perform a tactical action in a system that contains a frontier token, if you have one or more ships in that system, explore that token. Your ships can retreat into adjacent systems that do not contain other players' units, even if you do not have units or control planets in that system. So two-parter, the first part is literally just the only way you can even access the frontier system in this board game. You have to have this tech to do frontier exploration. Right. And the second half is... (laughs) The way a lot of people think retreat works anyways, like if you're a very new player, you have to be told that retreat is actually kind of difficult and tricky. And this is just like, okay, you can kind of retreat without worrying about it. So it's 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 like baby skilled retreat. Right. Except you you don't you don't do it before combat starts. You do it in a normal retreat window, but you can do it wherever you can wherever you have space that you can occupy yeah basically so then the question becomes how how good is this where does this fit in kind of in our ranking of blue tech in general it is obviously competing with anti-mass deflectors as a level zero tech so um why and when would we get dark energy tap Uh, so it's kind of straightforward right like if we if we are if we are looking at the map and we have a lot of frontier tokens around us frontier tokens uh, basically are placed on any system tile that does not contain any planets. So mm-hmm. that's your empty spaces. That's your uh, anomalies that don't have planets right. in them. Uh, wormholes, and, uh, get them. Empty wormholes, wormholes, get them. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it, so you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, how many of these can I actually pick up? Yeah. And, and honestly, the Frontier Explorer tokens, not we, we don't have time to cover those, yeah. like what their value are. 
but I would say they go from like decently high value to like really high value, depending on if right. you get a relic out of it, which is very possible. Um, so you kind of have to look at that. And then I think the other factor is, do I have any competition yes. for these frontier tokens? The competition um, is the harder thing to look at and understand right. how much it's going to get in your way. But the idea is for every single person at the table that also has dark energy tap, you have to divide the total number of frontier token you know if, if you are the only person if you're empyrean who starts with dark energy tap and nobody else has any intents of getting dark energy tap you have a field day of all of the yeah, frontier tokens you want as long as you yeah. can get there you can get them the second yeah. one other person gets dark energy tap that literally cuts it in half that is a major sure. loss of value yeah, yeah. well and if it's if it's your if if it's like your neighbor yeah oh that's so annoying yeah if it's that's your neighbor you're annoying. in trouble because you're are you're, you're fighting over the same frontier tokens first if they're across right. the table maybe it's not a thing that's a big deal to you you you're yeah. kind of never gonna go get those anyways um but the second like a third person gets dark energy tap now we're in serious trouble and if anything i would even say if two people at your all at your table already have dark energy tap you should not get it it's like you're already too late it's a waste of time for you to be the third person to research dark energy tap yeah so so it is kind of a uh first uh you know early bird gets the worm kind of situation um it it does the the, i would say the secondary benefit of it the uh, the the retreat aspect of it is uh you know it's not bad it's it's interesting is it worth getting just for that alone i would say Probably not. Also, there's a very interesting, well, I say interesting, I actually mean annoying relationship between DET and anti-mass. Yep. You actually pointed this out to me, uh, Matt, uh, although I've definitely played in games where I have felt the frustration yeah. of this, but one of the places that frontier tokens go down actually is asteroid fields. Right. So that sucks. It's very <laughs> annoying because if you're trying to use dark energy tap as a replacement is your new level zero. I want to get dark energy tap and then I want to get gravity drive and then I want to keep going down the rest, you know, the, the, the peaks of blue tech. That would be awesome. Well, you are completely now cut out from the asteroid field frontier tokens. And so that sort of half defeats the purpose of you having dark energy tap. So there's a world where dark energy tap reinforces the idea that you kind of just want to go all blue which we kind yeah. of keep seeing uh we'll get yeah. more into it but i would i would put dark energy tap as the sole reason for that because there's a reason to get dark there's a pretty good reason to get dark energy tap there's a pretty good reason to get anti-mass there's a really good reason to get both of them if your slice is set up totally. a specific way and then it's like well i still want gravity drive gravity drive is still good and then i'm already here why not get there it's like you you just you're gonna go for that and dark energy tap is a is a big uh causation of that i think before we really get into that stuff though do we want to also talk about sling relay or do, yes. or do you do you feel good about where we've left dark energy tap? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, oh, I, the only thing I would yeah. also mention is like, so you mentioned that Empyrean starts with it. So that's worth noting if you're going into a game thinking, I'm thinking about getting DT. Yes. It's like, okay, well, you automatically have competition there. Also, Winu can choose it mm-hmm. as their starting tech if they wish. Yeah. So you could have a situation where Winu is also going to be your um competitor there. So you need you need to yeah, the, and really those are the only two factors yep. of like, you need to make sure that, and honestly, I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh my God, I have to get DT and anti-mass. The only way that's going to be okay with me is if I am willing to just say, I'm going all blue, yep. which as we said, is not uncommon right. at this point, right. but researching anti-mass in order to get one frontier token Probably or not. two, yeah. uh, that is obnoxious, but there are plenty of games where you are forced yeah. 
to get anti-mass. It just happens. If, if the right objective comes out and, and the asteroid field is in a weird place, yep. easiest example is uh, Intimidate the Council, which is where you just need to be adjacent to Mechatol Rex. A right. lot of times, asteroid field will be adjacent to Mechatol Rex. And guess what? Now you have to get anti-mass. It doesn't matter yep. if you didn't want to. Right. You have to get it now. Right. So. so let's talk about our level one blue tech, which is Sling Relay. And this is as an action which is crazy, we'll get into that, uh, exhaust this card to produce one ship in any system that contains one of your space stocks. Yeah. Uh, so this is a stall, which is maybe one of the best parts of it, is just the fact that it's a stall and that can save your neck sometimes. But yeah. the the bigger quality is it's doing a lot of legwork that that we are constantly trying to do. Now, it's only for one one ship not one mech no you know no ground forces none of that but one singular yeah, yeah. ship i mean that that solves a lot of round one problems as well the idea that we can build a carrier off of a stall and that carrier is unactivated and i can now use yeah. that carrier to move i mean that's a, it's a great obviously if you don't start with sling relay like round one potential is tricky because like i gotta you know get it but if you can get tech get sling relay and you have a you have a carrier problem this is how, one way to fix that, basically, if, right. if, if you right. started with blue tech or whatever. Um, so all that being said, it, it is very potent. And this is the kind of thing where it's it's fun because it changes throughout the game. Our, our perspective of Sling Relay and how we use it changes as the game goes on. Right. Right. Yeah. So in the early game, uh, it can be useful for, you know, getting around uh, the warfare player. Now, obviously, round one. Uh, probably not unless you started with it, which the, the only person that starts with it is Nomad. But, yeah. um, but you know, there are plenty of plenty of factions that start with a blue. So, I mean, they could research it. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it versus Gravity Drive, though, is pretty obnoxious. But so in the early game, it's like, okay, we can get around uh, warfare and, and, and get, you know, ahead on plastic at a time where it's critical yes. uh, how much plastic we can get out. And then in the mid game, it's still very useful as a stall, um, and then what I really like about it, um, that makes it feel, it makes me feel safe having it, um, is the idea, like, let's say I'm in the late game and last minute I draw like unveil or, yeah. or not even just unveil. Like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of objectives that you could draw kind of last minute where the fact that you have kind of a, a production I can do at any time, no matter what, um, could, can potentially help you, uh, score stuff. I do want to note though. So, um, What's interesting about Sling Relay is you do kind of have to plan out your... You, it, it's probably better to do Sling Relay early, which hurts kind of the stall potential. Yeah. I'm not seeing anyone mention this, but the fact that that you're you're building a ship and it can be in an activated or unactivated system. Right. It's not a given, though, that you're going to build a new ship that can then move, you know, that round. Right. Um, so you kind of either use it earlier in your round to get a, uh, an extra ship or you can kind of save it to get some extra production and, and it's a useful stall. Um, so I will say like, it's, I, I would say it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. However, it does feel like, like there is a, a little more hype behind it than I feel like actually makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, to me, it's either like, um, a cool way to get, you know, maybe like a flagship on the board that d doesn't have a deploy ability, which actually I think only one does, but yeah. it's just fresh on my mind. Um, you know, getting a flagship out so you can score a point or, you know, maybe just beefing up a little bit and then getting to use that or you save it till towards later in the round uh, and it can be a stall. Right. Now, yeah. just it just depends, though. 
Yeah, I, I would. So the other thing that I think you have to do with this then is like really, really compare it to Gravity Drive and and the Ben, especially yeah, if you're trying to not dig deep into blue. I mean, this is another reason we see people just digging. I mean, you see people get six blues because like, well, Flame yeah. Relay is really good. Gravity Drive is really good. I had to do the DET and anti mess. It's like there's so many reasons to make that happen to yourself. Yeah. And Gravity yeah. Drive is just as good. And it really isn't an either or situation it's it's a i might want one and then later i might want the other one i, I don't know it's so yep. it's not replacing gravity drive in any way uh and so I, it doesn't depending on how your early game is you know we talked about sling relay is sometimes oh you try to get that round one to like make the carrier thing happen but what what do we constantly talk about in faction guides more often if we can get to gravity drive we want to get to gravity drive because it's more beneficial for us to get quickly to difficult to reach planets and so sure i yeah. generally speaking i'm going to race for gravity drive and come back for sling ray re relay if i if i have the choice i like sling ray sling that's ray. a cool <laughs> that's a good name for it sling ray um yeah, uh, and and also um, we we'll talk about uh, biostems when we get to green. We're gonna do green next. Yeah. Um, but uh, sling relay does has some solid interaction with uh, with biostems. Yeah. Which if you, is also... if you thought blue green was out, <laughs> you got another thing no. coming, bud. Blue, so blue green is very in. Yeah. Still. Uh, can we then I guess summarize more than we haven't already how we feel then about blue? I mean, obviously we kind of yeah. keep talking about the idea that blue got great stuff, um, and it, it's. It is now a thing where because tech objectives aren't as big of a deal, we have the situation where people are in some cases going just hard blue and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that I'm seeing that in a lot of games um, just to kind of. Yeah. To, to kind of summarize these two together, I would call DET dark energy tap uh, a utility that you'll need to grab in some games. Yeah. Um, and, and it is similar to anti mass in that. Although I would say not near as bad as MTS because you get, you know, you kind of get to play a fun roulette game right. where you get good stuff. Um, but sometimes you're going to look at your your game and you'll be like, all right, I'm going to need to pick up DET. It's not necessarily about whether I want it or not. Right. And then Sling Relay, I would call a luxury with some beef in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it's it's not, no one's going to be like Sling Relay is like the cornerstone of my uh, my strategy, right. especially as opposed to Gravity Drive. That doesn't really make sense. But uh it's it is a beefy uh sweet luxury to have and i definitely would never n would never kick it out of bed i'll tell you yeah. that yeah the other thing too about the reason like you would go full blue is the fact that there because there's multiple reasons you might end up with two blues it makes fleet logistics and lightwave that much more approachable because as we've always said fleet logistics is a really 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 good game winning tech the issue good. in yeah. base game was always like, but do you have time? Do you need to accomplish other things? Sure, or tech sure. objectives? Yeah. Do, can you really yeah. go out of your way for fleet logistics? And Prophecy of Kings doesn't see that same straddle. You're not, you don't have that issue of tech as often, which means it's like, well, I already got gravity drive. I already got dark energy tap and I needed to get sling relay or whatever. So I'm already three deep. I might as well get light wave or I might as well get fleet logistics because they're both mm -hmm. amazing tech that open up opportunities. So not only is the low level stuff really good and worth getting the high level stuff is really good and worth getting and because you're already getting the low level stuff you are very you are significantly more likely to get fleet logistics and light wave deflector compared to any other level two and level three tech in any other tech path like you yeah. we, we see light wave plenty often we do not see assault cannon uh x89 or integrated economy nearly as commonly as we see light wave right these days for sure 
for sure. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you heard it here first, y'all. Uh, it's it, blue is still king. Yeah, blue is the king still. <laughs> but you know, that's it was. I it already had a good head start. It already had so a good head start. Got anything good? Well, let's yeah. talk about green because uh, I'm I'm especially most interested in in evaluating if blue green is still a dominating force like it was in base game, or if it's just yeah. still really good and we have other options. So uh, our first green tech is our level zero psycho archaeology. You can use technology specialties on planets you control without exhausting them, even if those planets are exhausted. And during the action phase, you can exhaust planets you control that have technology specialties to gain one trade good. So that first part is a lot of wording to basically say technology skips, technology specialties for skipping no longer are like a factor, a mental factor for your budgeting concerns. If you totally. have a tech yeah. skip, you skip tech when it comes up. There's Always. no thinking. There's no. There's just nothing you have yeah. to do. So it's, it is almost a more complicatedly worded thing than it is in practice. And practice is just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so rich with tech skips and I do whatever I want right. whenever I want. Right. This is possibly the most versatile addition of the expansion right this this is just yeah. this this bust things it wide open bust up the idea of a, of a tech path right it basically just says you you can go full-on uh free jazz there's another similar tech that we're going to talk to talk about uh towards the end of the episode called ai development algorithm yeah. that does essentially the same thing but with specifically unit upgrades yeah psycho though does not have any right. real restrictions on it and the other thing that's interesting about psycho is you might get it in the early game and then later explore uh, a planet right. discovering a new tech skip. Right. So its potential um, is can go from b looking at your slice and being like, I got a lot of tech skips in this slice. I'm going to get a lot of use out of Psycho right. to like, oh, wow, I found another one. Now it gets even yeah. crazier. Yeah. Like, and you're Psycho not exhausting. You're, you're, you're not exhausting this tech when you use it. So it is you can double tech with it. You can do everything under the sun. And then even when you don't, need to do all those other things or or like you know you've got something like tarman right which is a one one you can turn that into a trade good which just fair warning you should do that you should pretty much do that every single time yeah uh, there's no if, reason so now so now there's that handful of tech skips most of them are from the base game i think the expansion added one uh tech skip planet that's like a one one right but everything else everything else wrinkles. in the expansion is like weird valued tech skips they're like zero right. two and and all this uh, three two there's all kinds of crazy stuff in the expansion right tech skips so that stuff obviously you don't you don't necessarily want to turn that in for a single trade good you you're losing value although right. i guess it's some people are weird and could de probably debate like no <laughs> turning into a trade good though actually does because you can sure. use it on anything anyways um but yeah, so so those one ones are kind of a no brainer. One thing that I think is really funny about psychoarchaeology, and I did, I did not confirm my reading of this, but as far as I know, this is the only thing you can just kind of do literally on anytime. other people's turns. Yeah, like yeah, if you, if you if you are having trouble getting the right deal out of somebody, you can be like, well, I can sweeten the pot. I can psychoarch this planet right here and get you one more trade good. What do you think? Like on their yeah. turn or whatever. Like there's no restrictions to when you use psychoarchaeology. It's goofy. Yeah. Just during the action phase. Yeah. That's just like a funny, there's no window for it. It's just like whenever, you know, I, I would, I, I think what I love about it is I'm going to specifically wait for someone else's turn. Yeah. And then in the middle of their turn, <laughs> interrupt it to say, I'm using psychoarchaeology. Right. <laughs> right. And no one can be mad at me for I was talking out of turn. I was popping like, Imperial. There's that. no reason for you to do that. I'm doing it right now, though. Now is I'm the time I've now, decided. Though. 
Yeah. This is when I get to do it. It says on the card I can do it whenever. Yeah. Okay? The big thing, the reason this is so good too, we've already sort of done it, but I want to drive the point home is there are significantly more tech specialties in Prophecy of Kings than we saw in base yeah. game. Not just yeah. in the fact that there are more, but we're exploring more. It is incredibly likely that you will have a tech skip in your slice or near your slice nowadays mm-hmm. if not two or even three like it, it, it yeah. maps can get really crazy with tech specs uh so you you really you can jump around all over the place you it opens up all of your tech paths and it's a green tech which means it's on the way to good stuff anyways right you get psycho arc right. if you have a green skip psycho arc is the only tech you need to then get hyper hyper metabolism that's how good it is yeah metabolism Metazal- we both are just like f- flustered today we can't get the words right yeah. um yeah so hunter was talking about ai dev earlier ai development algorithm um but i i feel like this tech is what still keeps things rather blue green right and we're going to talk about biostims in a second that continues that but but this existing opens up a lot of opportunities for people that were going blue tech anyways and having this and the yeah. right tech skips means you can kind of get away with a lot yeah, uh, I I think it almost, I mean, I think the way I would put it is, in a way, I think Psycho kind of just busts out the idea of paths at all. Yeah. Now, with Psycho, it's kind of, a, you know, it's an a la carte menu. Right. It's kind of like, I'm going to take this over here, and I'm going to take this over here, mm-hmm. um, depending on, obviously, your slice. Now, I mean, but what's interesting, we'll, we'll talk, once we get to AI dev, we can talk a little more about Psycho versus yes. AI dev. Let's save but that. to me, the general principle is one has kind of a, a, a wider net of things it might right. allow you to do, whereas AI, AI dev is more like old faithful. You kind of always know what you're going to get right. out of it. Yeah. Uh, depending on the faction that you're playing, one of those might be more attractive to you than the other. Right. O- obviously, this and, and this um, aspect is really fresh on my mind because we just got done with the Titans episode, mm-hmm. like two episodes back, and we talked uh, extensively in that episode about do you go psycho arc or do you go AI development algorithm? And a lot of that conversation you could kind of have over and over depending on what faction you're having. Right. Or uh, the you're, o- you're playing. The only other thing of note is, uh, and we sort of touched on it with with planets, right? So there are some planets that have values that are are tricky. You're not going to want to do the trade good thing. But this does notably improve our red tech skips. Red tech skips are famously yes. on expensive planets and especially influence rich planets. So we, we constantly have that annoying conversation of, well, you could do red skip stuff, but you're costing yourself a command counter every single time you do that. Psycho Arc literally removes that problem. So Psycho right. Arc makes red tech better <laughs> it, it, yeah. it basically opens up green red as a possibility um and i I, yes. I i'm putting that in now because i wanted to put it in ai dev but hunter talked me out of it basically and psycho arc is the far superior green red tech path tech compared to ai dev and i i had an argument for why ai dev could be a green red tech path but it doesn't really make any sense because of psycho arc existing yeah and, and then depending on your slice you 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 I mean, maybe you would go both. It would, sure. it, I think it would be, frankly, a little weird. Yeah. But I think the intention of PsychoArk uh, and AI Dev is to kind of say, hey, uh, it's not all about blue green anymore. Yeah. Like it's, 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 we're busting it open. It, it, it is, you know, it is a little bit of a shame to me that there is kind of like, to me, green red would be a really cool path. And yeah. there's this weird tension of like, which one, which of these skip guys do you go with? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, and you know that you know don't for, don't sleep on that uh that secondary ability of turning uh these one one planets into a well, trade good. In fact, I have a little rhyme here. 
it, it almost goes without saying, but in special circumstances, you would flip the expensive planets for it because if, if trade good objectives are out, I mean, you have a way to flip a multiple yeah. planets into just trade goods for that. So there, for sure. there are fa- there are opportunities that this tech opens up for you in the late game that are that are pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about our level one green tech, Biostims. You may exhaust this card at the end of your turn, which is super annoying, to ready one <laughs> of your planets that has a technology specialty of one or one of your other technologies. So you can either refresh yeah. a planet, you can kind of do a psycho arc thing, which is hilarious to me that this comes after it because I didn't need to tap my technology specialty planet to use it and then also i can refresh that planet anyways it feels like they're kind of both it's double duty but on obviously the superpower of this tech is the ability to refresh a technology mid-round right this is huge for some factions and not a big deal for others um i said that thing about it being annoying too though having pok introduced a couple different components that have timing windows at the end of your turn and in this transition period those are so hard to remember because i'm not used to having to remember to oh before i sign off on my turn i need to do these couple little abilities we'll all get better with that over time but don't forget about biostims you have to do it at the end of your turn um so how useful is the ability to refresh text though yeah so so let's so to talk about generic texts we can use uh that are uh exhaustible that we can then refresh with biostems we've got sling relay which we've already talked about um, and good. i think obviously this makes it a little bit better yeah. but it's cool uh ai development comp uh, algorithm has a uh exhaustible aspect to it predictive intelligence self-assembly routines, graviton laser systems, transit diodes, um, and just for fun, I threw in old X-89, not Omega X-89, right. and then old uh, <laughs> Majin defense uh, systems for defense grid for, yeah. for people that still do that. And then there are plenty of faction techs that are exhaustible. I think the most notable one, and this is disgusting, but especially because Isarl has such an easy time getting yeah. lots of green tech, but Mageon implants yeah. can now be used with Biosims in order to Mageon more than one player around. Yeah, pretty so, ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the the generics here though aren't especially delicious. Sling Relay is pretty cool, and I would say Graviton and Transit have their uses. Everything else I don't really care about using twice around, like at all. Yeah, I would say Graviton is more of a meme to me than yeah. a than a strategy that is going to pay off the the hilariousness of using graviton twice in one round right. is uh goofy it's but, goofy but yeah, i guess well, i think more of it is it's it's like your insurance policy right if for some reason you were sure. going green yellow anyways like i don't know maybe your extra and your two faction techs are also this is where we're getting into the next step though is really this is a faction specific uh tech that you're gonna get you are not getting this as somebody who doesn't have a faction tech that also needs this ability there is no reason for you to get bio stims if you aren't also trying to get some really really good tech that goes well with your strategy and everything and you need Mm -hmm. it that's the only time you're getting bio stims and has the downside too of it's level one green which means even if you have really good tech that you would want to refresh you have to be able to skip to biostims or go two green deep to get to it so it's either got to be on your tech path already or you have to have some way to access it to then use it with your good thing so there's just all these limiting factors that kind of hold biostims back a little bit right right and also i think it, it just has it has problems uh for me because so it's your it's your level one, so it's kind of this or Daxiv, which might sound like favorable for it. I think I would probably get this over Daxiv in yeah. a lot of situations, except for, uh, well, I already have Psycho, so right. I can skip it probably. Right. Um, and then also, uh, and this is kind of a theme for the other 
or green, uh, yellow, and red to me, there are a lot of situations where I would probably rather just have both levels zero yes. techs, right. psycho and neural, rather than either of the level one techs, uh, biostems or daxif. Yeah. So that I feel like that's very true uh, for green, um, depending obviously on uh, the faction we're talking yeah. about. Like but, biostems, like it was in some factions is ridiculous yeah. but so. all, all that being said this is obviously i mean this is a killer tech I, we haven't done like the extra guide we're not thinking that much about it but this seems to be obviously good for extra you want to get instance <laughs> <Yeah>. training <laughs> you want to get uh their other one that my brain <laughs> just <laughs> tripped up. you have you but and you start with graviton you have three techs that could take advantage nullification of this. nullification you're field. trying to think of thank yeah. you but all, all three of those techs have the ability to become better because of bio stims. I can nullification field and still defend myself. You know, and, and these all three of those texts, we didn't want to get too faction specific in this episode, but I have to drive home the point that like that might be the best case scenario for bio stims is extra. And that's the way you have to think about it is like really look at the combos that you might be able to open up once you have access to it. Because otherwise the 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 planet refresh we've barely talked about and because it's not that impressive. It, it can come in handy, especially if you get like a really, really juicy planet, but it's mm -hmm. not especially, it's not a game breaker and it does not make me want to get it over neural motivator. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so summarizing green, um, it's a great partner uh, for any tech path due to psychoarchaeology, but biostims is a situational tech that is out, outshined by older green tech. Level one green is just a situational step. Yeah. Uh, for this tech yeah. or for this yeah. tech color. But that's yeah. what makes it so interesting to me is the idea that green tech, when you go nowadays, when you go in for green tech, you're going in for it for this kind of crazy utility, right? You're going in for mm -hmm. it for neural motivator or you're going in for it for psychoarchaeology to completely open up your tech paths or you're also sprinting down for hyper metabolism to open up your viability. It's like no matter what you do, green tech is your pathway to options. Yeah. And and it that's is, what it is makes the, it good. the friendly the friendly uh color yes. of, of tech, yeah. I feel like. It and it also like I, I just I love the versatility that it adds. It is it is your uh utility tech, even still with the improvements that have been made to red. Yeah. That we'll get to later than the in the episode. Right. Well, let's take a quick little break and we'll come back and talk about yellow and red tech. Okay. And we are back. Hello. Thank you for giving us that brief break. Uh, I oh, needed yeah, it. that brief break. Just a tiny little break. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's yellow yeah. time. It's yellow time, yellow baby. Time. Uh, um, go ahead. <laughs> we got a weird energy going. <laughs> it's been a day since we recorded the rest of this episode, and, and we're, we, we got we to get our... Uh, turns out the weird little uh, two minutes of just fuffing about is very important to Hunter and I's energy. It's levels. warm up. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, level zero yellow is scan link drone network. When you activate a system, you may explore one planet in that system that contains one or more of your units. This is, uh, okay, just from a fun point, this is my favorite addition to uh, the tech in yeah. uh, Prophecy yeah. of Kings. Just the idea doesn't of... doesn't want to keep exploring all yes. game, basically? Love it. Love it, yeah. Love it so much. Uh, and it's especially convenient that it's a level zero because it's something you can just get at any time if it's a thing that you decide to do. Obviously, uh, if you plan to go down yellow, that's a whole thing, but it's kind of also a conversation we're going to have where it's not our favorite. Um, but 
because it's a level zero, it means you can just do it when you want to do some exploring, which I have done in multiple games of like a late draw of needing to discard relic fragments as a secret or just random stuff like that. Or if you just literally need to fish for new options, that's kind of my favorite thing about exploration. It's not especially efficient to do that, but it is, you know, it's always an option, especially if you are a little bit command counter rich and can stand to just activate a couple of your things and hope for some some juicy stuff. So I have used it for attempts at game-winning moves to just, like, get some explores, hope for fragments to get a last relic or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that's the typical no, way I would recommend that you no, do it. No, no. <laughs> uh, because it is kind of a... It is a Hunter's Law type thing yes. uh, in that I, it is uh, better in the early game so that you can make use of it. Uh, all game it also has a very weird interaction with the idea of, of nra being at the table yeah. or not if mm-hmm. nra is not at the table then the idea of just kind of scraping together the relic fragments that you need to get another relic uh, is less viable because you have to get all um three so i'm gonna kind of leave it to you to figure out what uh you know what makes the most sense there um is scan link worth it just for additional uh you know, additional stuff, even if you're not going to be able to get any relics out of it. Uh, I would say that entirely depends on what objectives are out there. Obviously, attachments yeah. are going to be easier uh, if you have scan link because you can possibly, you know, throw a couple more in there. Right. Although that is a little bit knowable by looking at what has already come out yeah. um, and what, uh, you know, planet types you have in your slice. So so definitely plan accordingly there. Um, but yeah, this is a great tech. Uh, we've already talked about how how much it sings with Titans. It yeah. also obviously sings with uh, NRA uh, is good for it. If they even need it, you know what I mean? They already have access to to being able to explore. I would kind of uh, make the times. argument uh, that this tech is almost in direct conflict with Dark Energy Tap. So it's not like an Empyrean thing I love because you're already generally, if you're doing Dark Energy Tap style exploration, you know, you're kind of wasting actions to go hang out in planetless systems. So the yeah. idea that you're also going to waste extra actions activating your own planet systems feels a bit rich. <laughs> uh, so well, I, 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 I would I'll push back a little bit and say that um, you know since since Empyrean actually has it decently easy with uh, command counters, sure. I could see situations where yeah. you'd be like, I can I can do this. And also, if you're you know, I am so far away from actually knowing what unit upgrades you want to pursue yeah. um as empyrean but if dreadnought 2 is right. on your menu then i would say Scanlink is the yellow that you're going to grab over like right. sarween yeah basically. i guess i guess with uh, taking empyrean out of consideration especially considering they already start with det as any other faction i don't know that i'm going to research dark energy tap and also research Scanlink. that's yeah that's a bit tough uh to to think i would do um but yeah i i think it's a solid tech and it's in that same thing we've started to be mentioning a bit, but it's like, it's kind of weird that it's so good because it's in the level zero position. Uh, and it's not, I would almost say it's not fighting uh, for priority over Sarween. Uh, it's sort of a thing where if you're going to go down yellow, you may end up getting both because I think we need to talk about predictive intelligence for a second. Uh, your sure. level one new tech is predictive intelligence, and it is at the end of your turn, you may exhaust this card to redistribute your command tokens. So basically like the primary of warfare. When you cast votes during the agenda phase, you may cast three additional votes. If you do, and the outcome you voted for is not resolved, exhaust this card. So you get three extra votes, and if you still lose that vote, then you exhaust it, which then means it's burned 
for the next round, which means you can't do any redistributing of command tokens. And to be honest, I don't know how often redistributing can command tokens is that imperative <laughs> to my game. Right. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to um kind of pick out a commonly occurring situation where predictive intelligence would actually be useful. So it's nice that it does have um an, an extra ability added onto it with the three additional votes, but then for some reason as the caveat of if you use the three additional votes, you have to exhaust it if yeah. you if you you know put your votes on the wrong thing. That's just that is a little odd to me. It's almost like there there was like a, a an idea that this needed to be balanced against when actually I don't really think predictive intelligence is even that good. Yeah. Um, it, it you can obviously come up with some I would say kind of specifically late game scenarios where uh, predictive intelligence would be really great, like the weird like. You know, those situations where it's like, you know what, I, I'm going to take everything out of fleet pool in the middle yeah, of the round right. and kill all of my uh, ships because I have this locked up and I just need to make sure no one can score anything off of uh, right. off my ships or whatever. Uh, what else? <laughs> and, and, and to note that that special circumstance is like a you have to go for broke. You're literally killing all of your units. It's not so good. Yeah, this this tech feels like so it's a it is a starting tech for Mahakt and Mahakt has a tech that also helps them sort of guarantee votes or at least get another person on their side. And it's almost, right. it, it feels like this generic tech is balanced specifically for Mahakt and for no yeah. one else is, yeah. is the vibe I get from it. It's a Mahakt starting that. tech and nobody else ever researches it, basically. Um, it's yeah. also in that Graviton slot, which is unfortunate because Graviton is so situational. It would be awesome to have some like solid thing. I basically, I almost wish these two techs were flipped, except for I wouldn't want Scanlink to be behind a prerequisite paywall right i don't i don't sure. want scanlink to be a level one and i wish predictive intelligence was like something that was more reliable so i i think it's just an issue and no matter what your goal with yellow is still just skipping the transit diodes i mean more, more exactly. than anything you're always going for that or like i kind of said a second ago maybe it's a sarween and scanlink um if, if that's really your plan but i think more often what we're seeing is yellow has just gotten taken down a peg yeah, uh, I I do think uh, I think it was debatable in base game a little bit, which was the worst uh, tech color. Although even uh, actually thinking about that a little more, I even think yellow was probably the worst in base game, especially after Omega Majin. Yeah. Um, but now it, it does feel like they got kind of the least out of it. Um, although I mean, Scanlink is solid, but if if you look at the four level zeros and the two level ones. Uh, you know, Starwing, Scanlink, Predictive, and Graviton. Scanlink is the only one I really like yeah. anymore. And I wouldn't say that Starwing is really... Um, definitely with the... In POK, I feel like Starwing had problems in base game. Yeah. Uh, people had lots of, I would say, pretty strong arguments for never researching it. Although some yeah. people are kind of ride or die Starwing. I think um, Starwing's usefulness... Uh, has not increased no. with um, with the economies okay, across the board have improved, which means the f the single free dollar from Sarween is less of a percentage of your total available funds, which means it's it's really not boosting you that much. I feel like nowadays people run into production bottlenecks more than anything. So Sarween yeah. getting you the extra fund kind of is a is a non factor generally speaking so now it's like now you might get scanlink and that's to get you your dread too and beyond that you basically avoid yellow unless you are a faction with something very juicy down your yellow tree right i mean 
yeah. Hakan is probably still going for Quantum Data Hub node. Mentac is for probably sure. still going for their yellow yeah, text. Yeah, yeah. But and and Scanlink, it's nice that that's maybe in their path rather than having to do something different. But it's still it's a it's a tricky world for yellow now. I will say this though, the the only because I, I don't want to just dunk on yellow right here. I I think with the new kind of skiptacular uh, situation we find ourselves in with POK. I wonder if integrated economy is going to have its day right. in the sun. Yeah. Um, I, I, that is not something I would commit to without seeing uh, it work, and not yeah. even just once. I, I would need it need to see it work a couple times, yeah, or I'd be willing to say that on the show. Um, but you know, getting all the way down yellow in order to grab that is not really that wild anymore. Yeah. So we'll see if if people find interesting combinations for it. Yeah, I hope so. I think the struggle will always be that the factions that end up actually wanting to go down yellow only want to get there because they have a late game yellow faction tech. And then at that point, it's like, okay, so Quantum Data Hub Node is competing <laughs> for my attention with Integrated Economy. I'm definitely getting Quantum before I get Integrated Economy. Things sure. like that. So it's, it's always yeah. going to be a struggle. But yeah, I hope that we can see. There are people that that really are, are very much in Integrated Economy's court and want to see it do better. And, and I hope we do start to see that. Let's jump into red tech. Red is uh, maybe a whole new world for us, and this was already the case because Majin got changed, right? So we've already been seeing red get improved, but let's take a look at these techs and see what is happening. Level zero is AI development algorithm. You will often hear us just refer to this as AI dev. You might see people uh, on like Discord call it AIDA. It's uh, hopefully we all settle on some sort of proper <laughs> uh, <laughs> shortening of this. So when you research a unit upgrade technology, you may exhaust this card to ignore any one prerequisite. When one or more of your units use production, you may exhaust this card to reduce the combined cost of the produced units by the number of unit upgrade technologies you own. So it has two mm -hmm. exhausts that conflict. You know, you can only do one per round. So it's either right. I'm skipping a tech for an upgrade this turn or I'm getting a Sarween or better than Sarween ability out of it for, for one single production. Um, right. That's what sort of... Uh, puts it into a weird spot. We're gonna we're gonna make the case that it is a very specific thing compared to like Hunter said earlier. Psycho Arc is sort of this broad gets to do whatever. Um, but this is very much the War Sun tech, right? This is the new most important uh, red tech, and it makes War Suns achievable. So if a faction, uh, I I that that is not the number one thing I would say. This this is red knots. Well, is what it is. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. blue red yeah. is what gets the biggest boost here. War yeah. Suns is the most exciting thing about it that because pe people have been so desperately thirsty to even have the option to do War Suns. But I guess we can make the argument War Suns haven't gotten any more likely <laughs> because games end around earlier. They get likely, but I don't know how often we see them really, really, really make a major impact unless it's a faction that can truly sprint for it. Um, but somebody who doesn't start with a red or a yellow getting War mm -hmm. Suns, I don't know that they come online fast enough to do anything. But let's talk about Dr Red Knots, Hunter. Yeah, so I I think it's even in the way it's written, right? This is a it, it literally has the functionality of Sarween kind of tacked onto it. Um, so to me, the 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 whole idea here is factions that that start with the blue or start with the blue and a red. Barony, looking at you, um, can now uh, or actually it, it it's even it's even prettier than that. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm correct in what I'm saying. Um, so. So you no longer have to uh, grab Sarween or Scanlink in order to get, uh, you know, the one level zero blue and then gravity drive and skip to 
to dreadnoughts. Right. Um, I, I think that is kind of the number one functionality uh, for AI dev is your ability to specialize in blue and red and still have access to, um, and it's not even just dreadnoughts, obviously. You can do uh, fighter two, you can throw into the mix really easily without having to get outside of blue and red. Yeah. Um, there are situations, we already talked about um, with Titans, uh, it is the most reliable way for them to grab their Saturn engine twos. Yep. Um, it, it will probably, those are probably the most often you'll see it get used for. Um, however, I mean, I totally agree with you, Matt, that, that if there is anything that makes war sons, uh, easier, it is going to be this, yep. but I still think war sons is a, is an open question yes. in POK right. uh, because of the shortened, uh, time, game, time. game, game round length. window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say kind of what you were just touching on is I, I think basically if you look at a lot of the starting text, especially basically any faction that starts with two or more techs, getting AI dev in many cases opens up their ability to get most of the upgrades, right? If you look at something like Hakan, starting with blue, yellow, if you get uh, AI dev, you can get almost every single unit upgrade now using AI dev. Now, of course, this is only once per round, so you can never double tech and use AI mm -hmm. dev. One of your techs that you buy in a double tech is going to be the normal way. But for people who want to go heavy upgrades, it is absolutely uh, an option. And when three unit upgrades comes out, you'll be very glad that you had this. If two unit upgrades comes out like right away, a lot of factions might want AI dev because they don't want to waste the time going down other weirder tech paths. They can get this and they can just like get Cruiser 2 and PDS 2 or I mean, it opens up all kinds of things. Uh, so the other thing is that that secondary action is uh, fine and it's okay in the late game if you don't need to use it for a, another late game or uh, upgrade. I would say that's the only time the secondary part of that ability becomes especially viable. Basically, you are really the only reason you're getting AI dev if you are choosing to get it is because you intend to use the uh, skipping ability, which means you're doing that like up through at least round three, right? Maybe round yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully you're grabbing this early game so that you can get an upgrade yeah. sooner than you would without it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the secondary action is really just tacked on there for after you did yeah. the thing you need to do. You know, right? Um, it's it's fine. Doesn't it doesn't yeah. uh, make me super excited? But it's uh, you it know, it's also not useless. It is a spending power, but again, when you compare it to the sort of spending power that Psycho Archaeology opens up for you, because you aren't even tapping your tech skips to do the same ability, it's Psycho Archaeology relies on what tech skips you have in your slice. But tech skips are so much more available that generally you have something that gets you where you need to go, and generally you can change your game plan based on the tech skips. Uh, that you have so yeah it, we are still in the boat that psycho arc kind of wins out over ai dev but ai dev has a a very focused approach of like well i know like i start with this tech getting ai dev immediately makes me able to get like in titan's case cruiser 2 or something like that uh, or saturn engine 2 um and you're doing it because you don't have time to dip into green you are actually going like heavy red yellow or heavy blue red um, but almost anybody else, if you're just looking for tech diversity, it's it's psycho arc all the way. Yeah, I wonder if um, like if there is a route now for red green. Right. Um, in that the idea of having uh, both psycho arc <laughs> and and uh, AI dev, like what what messiness can that allow you to do? Right. Um, or is green uh, is green and red strong enough to even support that without? You know, without blue giving you all of that uh, right. 
that movement that you're going to need. I don't know. It's it's fun to think about the possibilities now. Um, and we're not saying that any of these things are set in stone just yet, especially yeah. that war sun thing. That is very much an open question to me. Yeah. I would say if there is any red green potential, and this is not this is a joke, by the way, uh, but with the right faction, uh, AI dev and psycho arc with the right skips could mean X89 war sons. And that's the, uh, that's the <laughs> my point is that's the only way you're seeing X89 war sons, which is a juicy, right. crazy combo. But boy, you're probably not getting that till round five. Uh, let's yeah. talk about our level one tech self-assembly routines after one or more of your units use production you may exhaust this card to place one mech from your reinforcements on a planet you control in that system after one of your mechs is destroyed gain one trade good so you get mechs out for free they don't adhere to your production capacity you build and then you then place a mech down and you get a buck back for every mech it seems like a cool little economic engine, right? It seems mm. like it could be pretty good if we magi mathed it all over the place and we did all these weird value metrics. Pretty awesome. Well, it's, it's weird because a lot of people get mechs for free or under <laughs> like certain circumstances. Anyways, like deploy abilities yeah. make self-assembly routines just kind of a weird uh, deal. Yeah. I guess my favorite thing about it is that you're getting mechs outside of production cap. So early game, yeah. you can now, uh, you know help you get a few mechs out there faster yeah. but the you spent four resources which are two like four resources you could just spend that building two mechs and you right. have half of them out anyway so i i feel like uh i feel like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me right now um and i would argue that it might be uh worse than predictive and i would say predictive and this are are definitely the uh the least good ones yeah um and I would go so far as maybe be like self-assembly might be bad. Uh, yeah. If I'm looking at, I mean, I, I could imagine situations where I'm looking at, you know, like, oh, I need to get another red tech. Uh, and I'm like, oh, would I get Majin? I might get more use out of Majin, right. to be honest, than, uh, than self-assembly routines. I'm just going to get back a trade good after I, I lose a mech. It just right. seems silly. Majin is a better bet to hedge, basically. It's like, well, Majin might save my butt later in the game exactly. if I got PDSs in the right spot self-assembly routines is never going to like save me this is the thing yeah. where cabal vool wraith cabal starts with this and that's awesome and it feels really impactful with them but outside of that the here's the issue is you have to be going down red because this is a level one red and you're probably red is the one we are least likely to skip without psycho arc right because they're the, the red uh, planets are generally expensive command counters that you're losing or something um, so we have to already be going down red tech and our mech has to not have a deployability. And I haven't done the math, but I don't, I, that is very few number of factions that fall into that category of like, I don't have a deploy mech and I definitely 100% in going down red tech. And this is a better, uh, replacement than just getting AI dev and plasma scoring. And the fact that AI dev is literally a skip for other things down, like if I'm going destroyer right, two or yeah, war sun two yeah. or anything like that, like it just is not positioned correctly to do any good. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. If we want to keep theory crafting, there might be, let's say there is a faction we haven't thought about yet that may have red green viability. Right. I think that would be like the coolest mm. uh, color tech combo to see uh, happen. I think that self-assembly routines might be worth it if you were already getting biostems because you can biostem it. Right. So yes, we're going to spend four resources on getting self-assembly routines. 
but after one round of biostims, we've actually made our money back. Right. True. And then we get the rest of our mechs out for free as well, and then get trade goods on them for the rest of the game. So yeah. I don't know. That's you, my idea. If you have a red skip in your slice, here's what I'm thinking. If Nas Roca <laughs> has a red skip in their slice, psychoarchaeology, red skip into self-assembly. Or wait, they start green red, don't they? Yeah. Regardless, you get you got psychoarch, you get bio stims, you get self-assembly routines, and you have crazy good mechs, and you just start using them like very, very aggressively. So you're just always rebuilding them very fast. That that's maybe, I don't know, maybe that's something. So I, I don't know. What is our It's uh, an idea. Yeah, it's an idea. What what's our overview of red? I mean, it did get better, but it's basically only because Majin has gotten better in the last year and AI dev uh actually does some work. But um self-assembly routines is on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, so so uh, I I think it's interesting that AI there's gonna be this, you know, ongoing conflict between do you get AI dev or do you get psychoarchaeology? They're both level zero. Uh so if you don't start with favoring either of them then it will be tricky to decide which one is the one that you should go for um it will also be hard for us to talk about it because it's like how are we always going to know which one is 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 your one i can mm. imagine um many factions to have a sort of titan style well you get ai <laughs> dev if you don't have the skips and if you have the skips you get psychoarchaeology right. i can see us making that point uh, over and over yeah so this is also though another situation where if I'm just playing generic faction that starts with no tech in a perfect world with no friction, and I want to go red, and I have no skips, and I'm looking at my level ones and my level zeros, I think it's AI dev and plasma yes. scoring. Right. I don't think self-assembly routines makes the cut, and I think Majin is still not not quite so good now yeah. i mean obviously plasma scoring I, I i kind of i made myself a generic faction that i guess is going to go dreadnoughts but is that still the generic faction uh capital ship yes probably yeah um so i don't know just consider those things yeah in my book ai dev is most useful when you are using it to skip to pds to dreadnought to or war sons and in that way plasma scoring can be useful in some way you're just trying to avoid yeah, yellow tech that's fair in in some you know you're going blue red for dreadnoughts or you're avoiding yellow tech for pds2 or you're racing for war suns so in that way plasma scoring does make sense but like that is very limited times that that is a thing that you're trying to do because you can also yeah. use ai dev for in titan's case saturn engine 2 you can use it for lots of things i see ai dev for like a weird blue red that includes fighter 2 in the mix things like that it does all sorts of crazy stuff so yeah, I don't know. What what can we take away then from just the new way that tech looks? How how much has the boat been shaken? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there's been plenty of shakeups in the generic uh tech tree. However, I uh, I would say not to get not to go too far with it. Yeah. Uh these are not all excellent A+ plus additions to uh the tech ecosystem. Um I think there was maybe an idea that blue would get de-emphasized mm -hmm. a bit in the expansion. And I right now, I don't believe that that is actually the case. Uh, people are, blue is still very, very viable and is kind of starting to look a little bit out of whack. Yeah. Um, most of the time, I want to just have all the blue tech instead of exploring <laughs> the rest of this. Like, right. the rest of this stuff, I could, you know, you know, take it or leave it. Um, 
green and red are uh i would say the the two uh colors that have kind of improved the most uh from where they were right uh and i would say they are kind of both duking it out for second place with green i think having uh the edge just kind of being grandfathered in with i mean hyper is still from a great tech from this yeah. perspective from the like we are not looking at a specific faction i think green is better green is a yeah. like we said earlier it's like an all-around thing right you are just generally going to be better at kind of all of the important economies of the game you're better with command right. counters and action cards and all and tech and all of that so without taking a specific faction into account, green is definitely better. But for some factions, because red became viable, they now can be this kind of new powerhouse that we didn't get to see in base game is the, right. is the general idea. Right. And we're still it's interesting because we're in this conversation. We have many times referenced the idea that you would pick two two tech colors uh, and specialize them in them. But obviously, uh, it is not actually necessary to right. do that anymore. Right. Um, that is a, a base game holdover as far as the way we talk about tech. And I think because of that, because that got taken out in a lot of situations, you're going to sit down and be like, okay, so I do not have to actually spread out the way I'm researching tech. So what's the best tech? Oh, it's blue. So I'm going to get blue. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. it, it, the two tech colors thing, at least it was blue and then something else. Uh-huh. Now it looks like it may have, uh, the pendulum may have swung a little bit towards just solely blue right. blue all the time get all the blue tech and and it's weird too because the blue additions are good i right. mean they got like solid yeah the only in, in fact our only problem with sling relay was that it is um it is going toe to toe with gravity drive the most essential tech yeah. <laughs> in the game right so sling relay is great but you just have to decide whether you want that or, right. or grab if drive sling relay up, was up against annoying. majin sling relay would be a killer level one red yeah. it would be amazing we would recommend it <laughs> yeah, all the time cool. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah i i i i feel like though um there is still uh, a lot to learn and a lot to explore uh, the two most exciting uh, non-blue techs uh, are now probably Psycho uh, and AI Dev. Yeah. And the way those, uh, the way crafty players will uh, implement those in order to make uh, a stranger tech path uh, work, I think is also uh, very possible. Well, and, and they've but also become... in the meantime... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. They've almost become essential in summer sex because like we've been saying games more average end in round five rather than round six which means everything yeah. we do in tech has been sped up now we have more money we can generally afford tech round one more often um mm -hmm. so we get that uh, jump on it that we sometimes didn't get so, you know but in in our all of our old strategy guides it was like can we make tech work i don't know and and nowadays right. it feels like you can probably get tech round one there are some factions yeah. that skip it there are some reasons just to skip it so you get crazy ship firepower on the board i don't know sure but yeah, yeah. the idea that the finish line for tech has has come closer to the starting line is a thing and and so you need those skips often if you're even trying to accomplish getting the late game tech because if we were just talking without those skips we would be saying well now you almost never get late game tech now it's impossible because the game ends too fast before war suns or anything can come online so that's yeah. why those two are the most exciting techs is because it's the only way we get to the stuff that might pack a punch in the late game right right yeah, and and I I personally um, even though I, I have talked up how maybe much better psycho archaeology is uh, compared to AI dev, I am very excited to play a pure 
red blue yeah. barony Absolutely. with ai dev uh taking that that second tech spot after plasma scoring i think is gonna be gonna be fun yeah definitely um so i'm super excited about that and that's it i feel like that's a pretty good overview of tech i've i i Honestly, I'm excited for some of the errata on this one. I think people are going to want to point out stuff that is just things that weren't worth our time to mention this go around, but that will get some notes that are important to include uh, next week. So, yeah. yeah, please, please hit us up with with your weird special cases. Again, we're trying we're trying our best to talk in a like factionless environment with all of this, because that's what we're building a framework for when we get to more faction guides and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah trying to just think very generically about tech and that's almost impossible to do because you, you always have to consider the factions. so i don't know this this is what we came up with i would like to thank all of our weird bears farganess tg welch brian bot bot kaluin squeamish emu sonaletto mate nason john rwise absol and pon chidori and i want to thank our little peace turtles naderade patience is a virtue polyphony requiem gaskio uncle baddie dark jutsu istoria Visioness, Brave Sir Robin, Frank G, Carnal, my son is also Bort, CACJR, and Valir, and Sam Lee. All right, uh, Galactic Council, uh, I have a new poll for you. This is the first round. Um, here are the four options, and then I'm going to give you a little, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Um, so the first option is we review the TI book, The Fractured Void. This has been on the polls for a while. <laughs> We're going to keep, it's, it's, it's been second place like Every twice. Time. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, that's one that people are hot on. The second option is a uh, root tournament analysis. Um, our tournament will be done uh, by the end of this month. And then we can talk about, you know, what, what we learned, yeah. what we saw, uh, how, you know, how everything went down. Um, the third option is a root lore episode. <laughs> so that's silly. Um, and the last option is a review of the game of Thrones board game. That's just a random option. We've thrown out there now. We have uh, we got some complaints yep. uh, last month that there, there were too many uh, root options <laughs> and not enough non-root options. And, and not if you'll notice, TI options. Yeah, and and if you'll notice this month there are two root options of the four and only one TI option, and it's a book. What is the reason for that? We are on the verge that we are trying to. It's 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 oddly timed. I understand because POK just came out however this is uh the 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 end of our root tournament our ti tournament starts next month and uh it's going to be a a ti all the time 24 7 right. show we are trying to give root its day in the sun uh since we are still in the early part of the year so we would we we i understand if you're like i don't like the root episodes i don't want to I don't want these root options. That's why we gave you uh, some non, we gave you non-root options. We're not going to just completely force the uh, the situation. But um, I hear you if you're like, Ugh, I don't want the root talk so much. It's like, I, I get you. In in our vision of the show, though, it is about to be overwhelmingly TI all the time. Yeah. So be ready for that also. I mean, like March till... Oh my God! How long is the tournament going to be? It's going to be crazy yeah, long, six like, months basically. So yeah, you're it's going to be it's going to be crazy long. Like you, you're it's coming. It, the, the TI TI is about to completely take over the environment, and and the root people will be like, when do we get our turn again? And it's like it's going to be a while. Um, so yeah, there's that. Galactic Council, go vote on those, and then uh, you can vote on as many options as you want, and then there will be a second round with the top two. Um, okay, so Homebrewers Guild, um, we have selected 
for our next uh, homebrew topic, uh, public objectives. Now, I'm saying specifically public. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want um, to try and throw out too many components at once. So let's stick with just public objectives. Uh, I see some people have gone crazy with like stage threes, uh, making up a whole new stage. Um, we're going to figure out how those even get incorporated in the game. <laughs> but, uh, but sure, I would love just in the interest of having enough components to only do homebrew because that's the goal of our homebrewers guild streams are to own whatever component we've selected. We only throw in the homebrew stuff. So for that reason, I want to say let's prioritize stage ones and stage twos so that I can get enough together. Uh, of course, whatever silly thing you come up with, we will try and figure out a way to uh, implement it. That is the whole point. Um, as far as when that game will be, we have not yet scheduled it, um, but it will happen likely on a Friday night. Right. Um, as far as Twitch, we have the Root semifinals this weekend. Uh, those games are not yet uh, scheduled as of now. Uh, look around on the Discord, and I'm sure they'll be announced once yeah. we have these schedules. It's finalized. entirely possible by the time this episode is posted, we may have a schedule. I don't know. Ooh, it's a whole okay. thing of yes. we're literally right now in the middle of the weekend wrapping up the games, and I can't quite put a schedule together until I have all 16 players. So I'm yes. just trying to get that done. And then if I can get that done really fast, you know, keep your eye out again. Look out for uh, the Discord to find that schedule. I'll probably post it on uh, Twitter as well, maybe our Facebook. We'll try to get the schedule out there for the semifinals. But I would assume something similar to our recent weekends, which is like around 11 or noonish and around 3. 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. That's that's cool. the goal. So um, as far as YouTube goes, we have more. Uh, we're catching up on more root tournament games. Yep. Uh, there's like a week lag essentially from the Twitch. But you, but what I love about it is you can basically always view it. It's either on the Twitch VOD or once it falls off the VOD, it's on YouTube. Um, so check those out. More root tournament games. I also have a um, the homebrew game from. Uh, last month, which was uh, an agendas-focused homebrew game, uh, is in the can. It's actually already edited, so it should be coming on the YouTube um, this week. Rad. There you go. Uh, I would love it if you gave our show a rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, it helps increase visibility of the show. It helps increase visibility for our Root and Twilight Imperium uh, community. So please do that. Uh, you can also find more information about how to become a part of our Patreon, how to find our Twitter, how to get on our Discord on our website, spacecatspeaceturtles.com. Uh, not what now? Not dot comma, dot com, right? Dot, dot com. Ed, uh. Dot com. Uh. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's time for us to just, we, you and I in the past are jumping right back into the action. We have more route to stream, so I, I feel like we just have to run away and, and keep watching this You happen. don't want to do like a little survivor minute real quick oh you want me to do more survivor i tried watching season i mean everybody's 12. crazy about it I, was, I tried watching season 12 with some very popular player i guess but it's exile island and it seems stupid and all the people seemed stupid here's my thing about survivor Whoa. here's what's happening to survivor so the first couple seasons are when it was like we have this new show idea come join our new reality show and you get people that hear oh it's survivor i feel like i'm a survivalist i want to go try that and that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so the first couple seasons are like, wow, all these people are like really going for it or they're or they're stretching outside of their limits. I had to then skip to season 12 and the jump feels like now we're looking at a popular reality TV show and people are signing up to be a part of the popular TV reality TV show rather than wanting to be a part of a survival 
competition and it just uh, it feels dumb all of a sudden so i don't know I'm well there <clears throat> katie and i are jumping around trying to find a good season to watch that like really goes somewhere so we're trying out season 14 which is another exile island but so far i don't hate the people so isn't there a show that basically is the premise of survivor but it's more like actual like it feels more real. I, I feel like I watched like a show like that. Where, There's like that Survivor yeah, it, Man show, but it's not really a reality. T it's not like a reality competition. I don't know. People have been throwing out so many reality competition shows now, like on our Discord and stuff, that I did not know this many things existed. And some of them are just like, it's this weird one from Netflix or whatever. So I, my list is ever increasing of the shows I apparently need to watch or check out. So you're just all about that reality TV. I guess it's just it's in your blood. It's you just know. Easy <laughs> Yeah, it's just easy to watch with uh, with Katie. Katie doesn't care about narrative television very much. It's the hilarious ah, factor. It's, I see. She she finds the hooks of television boring. You know what I mean? Like the mm -hmm. the the protagonist is going to seek a goal, and then there will be hardships along the way, and then they will finally achieve that goal. That's that's too predictable for her. Reality TV, that's that's real life, baby. That's Dogma ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what no it isn't it's not dogma 95 at all and you 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 know how fake reality tv is you know firsthand how fake it is okay don't try it don't try and sell that crap Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>